Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Greetings. Hey, thanks for joining me here on the Do Business Better podcast. It's me, your host, Damian Mason. Got a short yet extremely valuable uh, lesson and uh, concept for you today that you can apply to your business, even if you don't own it, if you just work for some other business. No matter what, this is a cardinal rule of business, and it's about do not give your customers a to-do list. And I'm going to get to the explanation of that. Reminder that the Do Business Better podcast uh, for the last six or seven months now, has been available as a video as well as audio. So if you'd like to tune in to YouTube, it's the Damian Mason channel. You can just go on Damian Mason, go on YouTube and type in Damian Mason, my name, and you will find it. Please subscribe. It will help my visibility, and more people can get the insights and the benefit of the Do Business Better podcast. So uh, it's available as an audio. It's available as a video. I would like you to subscribe. It would help. And also, do me this favor. We're getting some nice traction, but we still have not nearly as many people uh, listening to this as we would like. Share this with somebody you think can benefit from the Do Business Better podcast and say, hey, I was thinking of you and your business when I was listening to this. There's about 150 episodes or 130 or whatever there is now, 120, I don't know. Uh, kick it over there and let them enjoy it as well. All right. There's lots of rules that I have for business. If you've read my book or listened to it as an audio book or an ebook, whatever it is, and even if you haven't, I would like you to because, of course, the more my books get out there, the more you can join the conversation. But a rule that I have is very simply that we are, all of us, some degree of service provider. You can say, oh, no, I manufacture widgets. Well, okay, you still work for other customers, so you still have to have a degree of service. Every one of us, as you well know, I've said this repeatedly, every dollar you will make for the rest of your life is right now somebody else's dollar. So if that's the case, why do we do things that cause our customers to not do business with us? Now, sometimes you get mad. Sometimes you just get tired of dealing with those particular customers. Sometimes you should get rid of customers. We've talked about that on this podcast. A good friend of mine, Scott Royce, talked about his goal as a growing and evolving law firm was to get rid of the bottom 10% of their clients every year. But what about when you lose clients that you didn't set out to lose? You did it because you caused them headaches. This brings me to the point, and I've got lots of different reasons why customers leave. I'm going to tell you one. When you give your customers a work assignment in order to do business with you. Now, this is different, okay? Let's say I'm a consultant. Say I'm a consultant, and I have been before. And let's say you want me to work with you on your business. Say, okay, and we go through our first couple of hours together and say, all right, between now and next week, can you do me a favor and list uh, your best customers, your worst customers, and what you want to do uh, to improve your dollars spent per customer. Now, I just gave you a, an assignment, but that's about improving your business. That's different. I have done that as a consultant. I have done that as a trainer or, or a, a, you know, helping an organization where I said, pull up this information for me, and then we're going to go through and critique your business. That's different. What I'm talking about is when a service provider We've all been there where a service provider makes us do work to work with them. Point in case. 
Earlier this spring, the veterinarian's office called, and I was on a business trip, and I was in the middle of some pretty heated stuff, had a lot going on, and I said, what, what, what tell you what, can you just call my wife? And then this thing went on, and it was some employee that the, the veterinarian had hired, probably a young person, sounded like a young person. I said, listen, I'm, I'm in the road, I'm on the road, I am, I'm hustling right now to do my business, call my wife, do you have her number? Sir, if you want us to make her a primary contact, you're going to need to go on our website and then you're going to click on this and you're going to go through this and started giving me a work assignment. I said, can I just give you this number and and then stop calling me? I'm not going to go to your website. I've just stated that I am busy, that things are frantic. I'm trying to bump the road. I've got a business to run. I've got things that I have to do. It is not my job to change my contact information with you if I say, can you please just take, take a different number? So things blew up. I got yelled at for how I reacted. I got scolded for how I, the paying client to the service provider, handled that situation. I said, it is not my job to go on your website and do work in order to bring you my dog and give you money. It is my job to bring you my dog on the schedule that we said, the appointment that we stated, and say, here's exactly what we're doing, and we're this time giving the dog the shots. That is my job. It is not my job to go on your website. It is not my job to prepare forms for you. It is not my job to go through all this rigmarole. This happened with an insurance provider also. Now, would you say there are multiple insurers out there? Of course, the answer is yes. Probably lots of insurance companies willing to take your money. So it was about one year ago, an insurance company called me to tell me that I needed to go online, copy off some forms, fill out a tremendous amount of information, dig up data for them. And I said, wait, what is this about? You already have the property that is insured. You have all the information about the property that is insured. You've been the insurance company for multiple years. Well, we're changing our system. And the way we're going to change is we're going to have to have this, 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 and this. And you need to do this, 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 and this. I said, wait a minute. I'm the paying customer. You don't call me up and just start giving me work assignments so that I can continue to give you my money as a paying client. I changed insurers. You see, we as businesses, especially on the service provider side, we know that we sometimes do need certain buy-in from our customers. That's okay, right? Hey, are you committed to doing business with us? Because if you are, I would like you to provide me this data that can help you. Now, that's different. The insurance company didn't say, go on our website, copy off these forms, do this, 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 and this, and thereby we'll reduce your insurance premium by 25%. No, no such thing. It was just them gathering customer information. And then it makes you wonder, how willing are the average customers, I'm sorry, just bumped the uh, camera, how willing are the average customers in in our society and marketplace to do this unnecessary excess burden of labor just because some company you do business with asks you to? So my point to you is, whether it's the veterinarian office or the insurance company, it's the same story. I'm already a paying client. I've already made I've already made the commitment to give you my money, to sign whatever paperwork was necessary to get this contract in place, to show up with my dog. I've met with your insurance agent, whatever that thing is. 
Now you want me to do what? You want me to go on your website and copy off some forms and do this and get these things back to you for what purpose? So be very cautious about giving your customers assignments. This happens quite a bit. You know, sometimes even you just go to a place and you say, I've got this thing. Now they'll say, oh, what you need to do is you need to go here and there and here and then talk to Cindy and then go to this place and then go to that place. Well, again, how much do you expect your customers, how many hoops do you expect them to jump through? How much work do you expect them to do to do business with you? That's the question. Generally, generally, some customers will tolerate some pain because it's easier to tolerate some pain than to change. Most people don't like to change providers. You know, they stick with something for a while. They'll go through a little pain just because they'd really go through a little pain and a little change. But at some point, their customer is going to be like me and say, why in the hell do you expect me to go through all of this just to give you my money? No. So the moral of the story here is there's lots of reasons we lose customers. We can't satisfy them any longer. We grew out of them. They grew out of us. They got more testy. They stopped paying. They started paying you 90 days after the transaction. They uh, put a new representative on that was not easy to work with, or in fact, you couldn't work with them. Uh, the owner dies. Your product mix changes. Those are all reasons that we stop doing business with our current people, right? But... Giving the customer a huge bunch of work assignment and then expecting them to do it when you're not paying them to do it is a way you lose business and you don't think they're anything of it. You know what I used to do? Uh, I used to do a thing where I had a pre-programmed questionnaire, three pages. If I was going to go out and do a speaking engagement for some corporation or association, and I got this through agencies that would book me. Agencies that also told me that I needed to do a bunch of work so that they would continue to take 25% of my money. See how this works? Sounds like I'm a little jaded. Not really. I just have seen this from the other side. Agencies want to make their 25% booking fee, but then they want me to do their work. But what I also learned from these agencies is all of them had what they called the pre-programmed questionnaire. Three, sometimes four pages. So let's say the guy or gal at the... Midwestern Association of such and such says, okay, we have to have this information filled out. And so you're asked to provide all of this information ahead of time. And you're saying, wait a minute, why did I just make this client fill out all this stuff to tell me about their event? Well, I already know where it is because I got a contract. I know what time it is. So why am I bothering them? And what it dawned on me was that I was bothering my clients and my customers with a bunch of work, making them, again, do a to-do list for me. So you know what I do now? I don't send any of that stuff out. I just ask the client, hey, you've got me booked to be in Kansas City. I'm going to be on right after lunch uh, or to kick off your conference at 9 a.m. on December 3rd. That's fantastic. Real quickly, just tell me about the audience so I'm sure I have a handle on this. Okay, fantastic. Is there anything else you'd like me to know? And I take notes. The old-fashioned way, with a pen and paper, I sit there and I write down notes. Instead of me burdening my clients with a to-do list, only to-do list I want them to do is give me a little bit of information over the phone so I know exactly what I'm going into so that I can succeed. And then the biggest thing I need them to do is give me money. Moral of the story for you. Make it easy for your customers to give you their money and do not give them a to-do list. They do not work for you. You work for them. 
Always remember that. That's your lesson. Short little episode of the Do Business Better podcast. Thank you so much for being a part of it. Stay tuned. I've got some big things in the works. That's right. I'm going to be starting a new group for success, and I'd like you to consider it. In the meantime, thanks for listening. Do please make sure that you subscribe to my YouTube channel and get someone, your friends, to do the same. Please share this with anybody you know. Damien Mason. Until next time, it's the Do Business Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it. And be sure to connect with Damien on LinkedIn, like his Facebook fan page, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. For speaking inquiries or to purchase Damien's books, Food Fear and Do Business Better, go to DamienMason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest? Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons our listeners can benefit from. Thank you. Thank you.